Hey, this is Shadi, the Uncurbing Podcast. I know I make a lot of jokes on the show and things, but what's going on in the city is not a laughing matter. In Dallas, in 2019, there have been 90-plus murders and counting, including 40 in the month of May alone. Us at the Uncle Urban are pleading to increase the peace and stop the violence. Thanks. You are now listening to the Uncool Urban Podcast. Okay, this is episode 12 of the Uncle Urban Podcast. And as always, it's your boy Shy from Oak Cliff, Texas. And with me is Smiles. Go ahead and do the AKA, Smiles. Hey, y'all already know what it is. Your boy Josh, a.k.a. Smiles, a.k.a. Prince Radio Raheem, a.k.a. Hip Hop Adam Schefter, a.k.a. T-Shirt Tom Brady, a.k.a. Hoodie Huncher, a.k.a. LaJosh James, a.k.a. Too Badge. All right. So go ahead. Go ahead. Let them know. Let them know where I'm at. And then to my right, I got my man Shad, a.k.a. Shad Diddy, Woo. a.k.a. Shad Navisky, a.k.a. the Mayor of Cliff. Woo! I felt that. And then you got To my Tim. left. I, yeah, to my left, I got my man Tim, aka Yogi D Stoner, yes. aka Papa Tim, yes. aka the Yogi Master, aka yes. Yodi. I have a question. Where did Papa Tim come from? Just you're curious. Because you're a Papa. Because every time you say that, I think of Papa Smurf. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a Papa. Be on that okay. uh, blueberry dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> By the way, we're coming live from. Portland, Portland, Oregon, as always. There you go. <laughs> yeah, shout out to our Trailblazers. Uh, now nah, they have the playoffs. Let's not. <laughs> Speaking of the playoffs, Let's man, not. Warriors fan, are y'all y'all okay? Everybody, y'all doing all right? We gotta ask him. We gotta we gotta fly out to Oakland and ask. Yeah, it could all <laughs> but that bandwagon looking real crazy right now. Looking light, especially like free agency. That team won't even be together. So then, what you gonna do? Mm. So. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, because it could all end tomorrow night. I hope it does. Uh, <laughs> that's just me. Because uh, <laughs> um, I like Kawhi because he's just like me. He just says random things, and people think he crazy. But really, he's like, I just want to play basketball. So it's just like me. I just want to do podcasts like and, I saw, I saw, and, and do things like that. I saw a vi- uh, not a video, but a, a picture of Kawhi. He had like some headphones on. It was like... Uh, what do you think Kawhi was listening to? And somebody was like, nothing. nothing. <laughs> nothing. He, he just, just don't want to talk to him about it. <laughs> Dude, he just seems like so down to earth, so cool, just just cool. Yeah, I like that laugh. <laughs> 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 it's a hurt laugh. I like that. I like that hurt laugh. But, um, yeah, so what have we been up to? Fellers. I'll go with Tim. Let's go. What have you been up to, Tim? Man, I've been teaching myself uh, Python. Ooh. Python, what's that? It's coding language. Oh, okay. I mm. thought you were training pythons. I'm kidding. I was doing that too. <laughs> Two of them kind of like got into a fight and then they killed each other. So I got to get some more pythons. My goodness. I thought it was some kind of move you was working on. Like I'm like, oh, I'm working on the mighty python. Like you two better get right or I'm gonna put you on the python. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, okay. Let me watch out for the python. <laughs> That's like some 1990 WWF stuff right there. Damn, man. Starting to Put him in the python. Okay, I like that. I have to come up with a python. Move, just a signature something. The python. Uh, besides that, I've been working on my secret special project, as you guys know. Yeah. But putting in a lot of overtime on that. Okay, cool. 
Oh yeah, I want to shout out the Dallas Makerspace. I just you know putting this out there. I'm coming to come visit you guys soon so we can build some stuff together. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I have going on. What about you, Josh? Uh, well, my dad's in town. Uh, he came into town on Friday. Yeah. Oh, smiles with an S is in town. <laughs> yep. Uh, my namesake, uh, Mr. Joshua Bentley. Uh, we heard on what was that episode two was Flail Fish. Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, it was two. Uh, yeah. It was many moons ago. Yeah. Uh, so if y'all been tuned into us since then, he was on that episode, but he's actually here in the flesh, in the physical form here in Dallas, Texas. So and he's gonna be joining you for what? Oh yeah. Uh, if y'all haven't checked out my my new uh, little segment that I got called the Smile Spotlight Series, episode one dropped already with. Swole bag and fire starter row, and then I got episode two that dropped today. If well, we're recording it today. Dropped episode two with my mom. By the time y'all hear this, episode three will be out with Enrico, the, uh, the genius. So me and my pops is gonna record episode four. Look at that plug. Yeah, I just like moving, plugs. doing all. I work. like plugs. <laughs> <laughs> they give us power. I like the plugs. But yeah, he's in the physical. He's actually gonna come through in about an hour or so. Uh, he actually got my niece a brand new car for her seventeenth birthday. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Pops, pops out here balling. Yeah, she, uh, 2019, like 2019 Chevy Cruze. Okay, I can respect that. That's sweet. My sister was like, "Oh, daddy, thanks for our car." She's like, "Yeah, this is our car. This is me and her car." <laughs> she was like, "Her car is newer than my car," and my dad was like, "Yeah, basically." It's but we were like, yeah, it's really just his car. <laughs> it's just his car. It's just he's basically just letting us rent it. It's like a rental car. There you go. Because <laughs> it's, it's all in his name. Everything's in his in his name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, happy uh, belated birthday to my niece Jada. And then I went to uh, my little cousin's. It was her fifth birthday party yesterday. Went to that. That was fun. You no, know, I actually did one of the games. They was like, Josh, you gonna get one of the games? I was like, yeah. It was a little pin to tail on, on the donkey game. They was like, for real, Josh, you really about to do it? I was like, yeah. So one of my cousins was like, y'all better leave Josh alone. Let my cousin <laughs> do whatever he want. If he want to play in the game, let him play in the game. Josh, I just have one question. How'd you do? I did good. Okay. But, they, but, but they said when I first started, because they, they were like, they're like, since you grown, they were like, we're gonna instead of spending you five times, we're gonna spend you like 10 times. They're like, because you grown. <laughs> So when I did it, they were like, they're like to the left. They said, I guess I was almost like hit somebody in the head. They're like, they're like, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like, I thought y'all were just trying to make me lose on purpose. They were like, no, you literally was about to be like, whoop. Oh, he was about to like catch like an attempted murder case. <laughs> oh, he's about to like, oh no, it was just stick, just stickers for the pen. Okay, yeah. oh, I thought they had like the old school that, pens. Uh, yeah, I was like, you about to stab? But somebody? they were like, they're like, you definitely was just about to hit him. I was take like, somebody I thought I y'all out. were trying to make me lose on purpose though. But I got it. As soon as I felt the little paper, I was like, oh, here go the paper. So I was like, you got to be like right here. I lost, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was my next question. Did but you win? I, I got one I, more question. Did anybody record it? I think my cousin took pictures. Okay, those pictures may be coming to the uncool urban <laughs> Facebook page very soon. Because... Yeah. We always keep the most interesting man in the world interesting. <laughs> we keep him interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, in the world of Josh, another event. Yeah. You want to know why Josh is so interesting? Because I got a suggestion on my Facebook page from that Facebook fit group that you're in. Uh-huh. And I joined the group just because you're in it. <laughs> just to make sure you're working out. Well, so yeah. I follow you in a whole group. Just know that. Oh, let's say he posted. Yeah, because I, I, I saw it when uh, they was like, they was like, Tim is joining. I was like, how do you join the group? It came up on my Facebook <laughs> one day, and I was just like, okay. 
I was like, all right, because uh, it's, it's actually ran by one of my old coworkers. Because oh, uh, she's lost like over like a hundred pounds like mm. uh, since starting it. So she started the Facebook group for anybody getting into fitness. So her thing was the fact that she had all of us in there, <laughs> but a lot of us weren't posting like because right. she posts like every day. Like, yep, I'm in the gym. She takes pictures and all that. And she so like a couple weeks ago, she was like, hey guys, you know. I can't just be the only one motivating everybody else to do it, so I need y'all to step it up. So I was like, yo. Got to put that energy in there and out there. Yeah, because I was like, yo, I'd rather just go and just do my thing and do that. But I was like, yo, if I'm going to provide some motivation to other people, i also, you know, at least post a picture or something, a video. Right. That's true. So, Mr. Mayor of Oak Cliff, what yes. you been up to, bro? Uh, what have I been up to? A lot of more post-retirement Dirk footage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, He... Through the first pitch Wednesday. Actually, I was with you Wednesday. Yeah. Before that. Yeah, we went and got that for We got the good file. Shout out to Fud 95. Number 33. Cop that. You can't go wrong. And that Tide Lemonade, bruh. No, don't, don't get me started. Oh, no, no, Jasmine Lemonade. I apologize. Jasmine. If I say that Jasmine Lemonade, don't get me started on it because then we can remember. Look, I'll waste the whole next six minutes on it. But uh, yeah, so after that. Rangers actually won, but I didn't stay because they went into like 12, 13 innings. I say went the full game. Yeah, Yeah, I wasn't staying for that. But fast forward to Friday night, Dirk had his annual Heroes celebrity game. That was fun. Um, I had pretty good seats. I was right there because they do the White Sox and the Blue Sox. So I was like in front of the White Sox dugout. So a lot of. Dirk, Dirk. He waved at everybody and he signed every autograph. That's what's up, man. That's why. He really cherishes his fans. Yes. He loves this city. Oh, speaking of Dirk loving the city, he is now getting his green card and is going to be a U.S. citizen in about five years. Okay, that's what's up. That's not what I thought you were going to say, though. Speaking of which, also, that happened. uh, Yeah, I saw a lot of people did that. But speaking of which... Uh, shout out to my homeboy Nestor, who is also a friend of the show, and he does listen. My dog is now a U.S. citizen. Shout out to Nestor. Yeah, I yeah. he does support us on, on all our yeah. socials. Yeah, I haven't met sure. Nestor yet, but shout out to you and congratulations. That's I actually homie. have a coworker of mine. She has her ceremony tomorrow on Monday. She's becoming a U.S. citizen. In She's Irving. from Mexico. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, that's yes. what's up. So. That's pretty much what I've been up to, more sports things. And then, of course, you know, working on the secret project with Tim. Yeah. When, yeah. That, com- when that comes Top out, secret. that comes out. <laughs> game changer. It's going to be a game changer. Believe us. It's so secret that neither one of us knows what it is. That's so secret it is. You don't know what it is. <laughs> we know. <laughs> oh, we know. Josh not ready to get elevated to that level yet. And when he does, boy. Man. It's going to be a time. But also, been doing a few little connects in the city, and I am going out of the mic, so I'm going to move the mic right here so I can keep moving because I like to talk like this, like I'm, you know, playing defense. You know they can't see Toronto right? Raptor style. Got I can see me. Swivel. <laughs> I can see me. Okay? I can see me. They don't have to see me. Insert Leonard. <laughs> don't, 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 don't do this today. <laughs> don't do this today. All right. I'm giving him that. I'm giving him that Forrest Whitaker. I'm like cocking it a little bit. 
so you can see like am I crossing? Let me cross it. I'm telling you, we this want way. a video real soon. <laughs> and when I do, soon. y'all gonna see like he really be looking at them like he gonna whoop them or something. <laughs> like I'm gonna take off my belt. But uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Miss Wanda and Mac who run the Holistic Lounge and Boutique in Mesquite, Texas. More information will be on the Facebook page. Probably when this episode drops. Or before. We might after. have to take a group trip out there, you know. We're going to have to go. And I'll tell you why um, after we take this short break. But we still got three minutes. <laughs> okay, because our guest just got here, I want to poke a little fun at her. Hey, Miss Fatima, how you doing? Hey. I don't know if you guys heard it, but that's going to be leading into our next segment where we get into spirituality. Okay. And is it for you? What is spirituality? Those are all great questions. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> I just wanted. I, I just wanted to say something. I just wanted to be cute for a second. <laughs> yes, it is. But yeah, so we've all been busy. Yeah. Oh, and also I must say this: if you do have a business or anything, we'll definitely plug it on the um, show. All you gotta do is let us know. Yeah. And for sure. Um, we usually do this at the end of the show, but go ahead and plug that email address so they can Oh yeah. So, send us the information for their businesses. Yeah, uncool urban podcast at gmail dot com. Easy it's the whole podcast. Uncool urban podcast at gmail dot com. You know, follow us on our, our <coughs> socials. You already heard them. They said don't hit them up. You know, this just is actually, hit me up. actually, this is this is the process. I review it, Josh responds. <laughs> That's the process. <laughs> I said, oh, that's interesting. We amended the process. Exactly. I said, oh, that's interesting. Joshua, explain. <laughs> you respond to these people. I like their spunk. <laughs> their spunk. Damn. Their chutzpah. Y'all got to be vetted before y'all can come through. Okay. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. I also want to give a quick shout out to Kite Runner Transportation. You know, uh, the homie Low. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's one of his homies, and he was promoting him. I promoted him on Facebook. And he commented saying thank you, and we went back and forth. And I said I would shout them out on the show. You know, they just promote the podcast. All love. We've got to support each other. And yeah. we will share that information on the page because that definitely. is dope that he has a little transportation hustle right there. Man, wherever you need to go, he'll get you there. Yep. Doesn't matter the event, even by mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs. <laughs> I, just, I just had that aha moment. That's why it's called Kite. Say... Pretend he didn't just Because <laughs> I don't think he knows what that means <laughs> They understand why we in Portland yeah. That hurt me huh? <laughs> Y'all not with me Y'all not with me Y'all not with me. Yeah, yeah we are not with you <laughs> Ooh, Y'all don't get me I got hot up in here <laughs> My man Yogi Stoner Ooh, I got hot up in here I told you my edibles are epic. Ooh, I drank some water. (laughs) Drink that water. Yeah, I got to rub the furry wall right here. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh. But yeah, so we're going into the music break. All right. So the. Wait a minute. Are we doing doing the one that we were both excited for first? Are we doing that next? Next. Okay. Yes. I can't wait for that one. I I, I want to hit him with that one just yet. You want to hit him with the banger? No. Okay. That's okay. how we go but, out. But this one, but this one's also uh, a banger. Uh, it's Torin. He was actually on another podcast that recorded out of here. It was called uh, in the group. Drop it in the group chat. He was okay. on one of their episodes uh, where they talked about Greek life. So this is my man Torin, featuring another Dallas artist that 
already follows us on the social media. His name is B. Anderson. They, I got to show you all the videos. It's, it's actually a little dope video. So it's a Torn featuring B. Anderson, and it's called Ramen Season. So here you go. Sounds hey. human. Whoa. Professor, follow me now. My policy to get you higher, fall on these clouds. Yeah, do be smoke for the essence. We go broke for the record till we go go for the record. I mean, my motive is special. I eat a bowl full of effort. Look, take a step in my mind just for the minute. Come across thoughts and lyrics promoting cultural pivot. Looking closer, you'll notice an overbearing addiction of oversharing my issues. I'm vocal, I hope you hear me. Trying to find this balance between what is and what isn't. Rap career on the fence. If I move too quick, I might end it. Do my girl love me for real? If so, then what's the condition? Insecurities clouding my judgment. Oh, Lord, forgive me, God. I've been overthinking too long. Yeah, probably cause what I've been smoking way too strong. Yeah, do they love me? Do they even fuck with my song? Yeah, got me thinking, damn, shit, I had moved to California. Uh, I be drinking early, I be blowing all day I remember life was simple, running through the hallway Now I'm chasing dreams before they fade like me and Jordan Jumping off the cliff, I hope my wings soaring Yeah, rhyming season And we're back We're going to introduce our guest for this episode Almost at this evening, but it's not evening. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lady I met through the Pan African Connection. She is very much a mom. What? How do you say entrepreneur? Wait a minute. What's up? Can you give them the address? Because that is in Oak Cliff, Texas. It is on Ann Arbor, but I don't have the address right in front of me. <sighs> we'll give it to them before the show is over. We're though. just gonna post it on the we Facebook can do that page. Too. Yeah. And we'll yeah we'll do all that. 
Go ahead. Uh, she's also been a mentor to me and a great friend. Uh, we've done a lot of activities together, but I want to give her the opportunity to promote herself and tell you guys a little bit about her. So I introduce to you Miss Fatina Shani. Yay! Peace, peace, peace. So, again, my name is Fatima Shani. My company is Phoenix Organics. Um, I actually started this business back in 2012. Believe it or not, it's been a long, long, long haul, and it's still a long way to go. But I originally started with making uh, herbal products. So that was the original start of the business. It started with children, actually, because my son suffered from eczema and severe psoriasis. Okay. So the product started with him, and then it expanded to his soccer team, and then their parents, and then the parents' families, and then they said, you should put it on the market. So that's how that started. When I got delved into the herbal product business, I felt like that was just one small part of who I am or what was needed in the environment at the time. So I started thinking about um, more, more so for me, what could I do uh, to be happy? but also provide a service to make other people happy. Because, mm -hmm. you know, when you have love of self, then you share love, right? So I <clears throat> started thinking about the things that made me happy, and what resonated with me most is the time that I spent teaching yoga. Mm -hmm. Now, at the time, I was in corporate America and um, very stressed out. I actually, one, <laughs> at one point, was working for the state of Texas, so... Everyone knows how stressed out working for the state mm -hmm. is. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I definitely went back to my practice in yoga. So I felt like when, especially out here in Texas, in a lot of my corporate jobs, when I would speak about just um, just holistic health period, a lot of my coworkers would either shy away from it, never heard of it, or was just scared of it. <laughs> and um, so I wanted to do something that would provide awareness for not only corporate America, but people of color. So I feel as though a lot of things that are beneficial to us as a whole, we tend to shy away from for whatever reason. So um, I said, okay, how do we commercialize this, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people of color, unfortunately, we tend to steer towards things that are commercialized. So I started doing research um, on relatability. Um, but also for me in my, pro my own practice, I never did yoga to the regular slow motion music. I've always practiced yoga to fast beats or hip hop. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big Maroon 5 fan, hey. uh, yeah, Coldplay. So I really translated that music into my practice. So I started uh, performing asanas, which is yoga poses, to the beats of the music. And that really resonated for me, and it it actually enhanced my practice because I wanted to do it all the time because now it was two things that I love. Yeah. It's my favorite music, and I was able to resonate with the music so much so that I could perform the personas to the beat, which 
doing research. I thought everybody was doing this. Well, <laughs> no one was doing this, you know. Um, so I started doing research on hip hop yoga. It really wasn't out there. Really, still isn't out there. There is a studio in Paris that teaches hip hop yoga. However, they still don't teach it the way I do. Okay. So the the concept on a general um, yoga level is let's play hip hop music and then do yoga to the hip hop music, right? So my version of hip hop is you're actually, you have to feel the music in order to perform the asanas or the poses. So for example, you'll have like Jay-Z, right? Uh, New York, right? Don't, right? So I'll have you maybe do like a chair pose, right? And then in New York, you raise your arms because that's a, Oh, a yeah. joyous occasion, yeah. right? So, and then we'll go into, when you go back into the beat, you'll go back into chair pose, but you're bopping to the beat. Okay. You know, and then you're going down. It works. I, I can personally attest you will feel a lot more loose and more flexible. It works. Yeah, because I, I went to a yoga class like a couple uh, weeks ago uh, with my trainer. Mm-hmm. And kind of you said, they just played the hip hop music, but we weren't really... Yeah, Moving yeah, yeah. Into the hip hop music. <laughs> so it's it's a totally different vibe, right? Yeah. When you're playing the music versus actually feeling the music and flowing with the music, yeah. right? So that's pretty much what I started focusing on as how can I, you know, get my people, right? People of color more interested in yoga and how to resonate with that. And it was through hip hop music. So I basically kind of started this whole hip hop yoga movement. That's encompassing myself, but um, <laughs> several people like Timmy on and other people are starting to latch on to it. Um, in New York, obviously, I'm sure you can hear the accent. That's where I'm originally from, Hoboken. Shout out. Okay. Um, so for That's us, crazy, right? yeah, yeah, I was, I was a part of the hip hop music. Okay. You know what I mean? Of the movement. You know, being in Hoboken, I mean, we we were closer to New York City than we were to any other part of New Jersey. Yeah. So I resonate with New Yorkers a lot. Um, that's pretty much all I know. Um, pretty much have hung around or been around any famous rapper you ever want to think of and actually got my degree in performing arts marketing so that's why he said i have a colorful past very colorful she uh, hasn't she just told you parts not even like (laughs) gone into detail yet like you matter of fact tell them where you just came back from vacation (laughs) so i just came back from the maldives Okay, I've heard of them, but I don't know. Yeah, know yeah where everyone says that. They're like, where, where is that, actually? So um, it, the Maldives is a cluster of islands in Southeast Asia. So they, it's in between Abu Dhabi. It's in between Sri Lanka, Singapore. It's like right in the middle of all of these major, major international cities um it's definitely it's not a part of the national um i'm sorry not the national um i think it's called the oh oh god something emirates right the all of the where oh, the emirates islands correct right yeah. so mm-hmm. emirates islands where it's basically a bunch of um I would say not Southeast Asia, but I would say more Mediterranean, like Abu Dhabi, Sri Lanka. They're all a part of this United Emirates kingdom, right? The Maldives is actually not a part of 
any of those things. Um, so they stand alone and they have their own culture that they live by. And it's just super amazing. Um, there's like no alcohol allowed on the islands, you know, no marijuana, no dairy, you know, um, and they're all Muslim. So it, it's and it's super. I mean, I can't even begin to describe how amazing these people are. When we say here in the United States that we're pursuing the pursuit of happiness, right? Mm -hmm. They're actually living happiness. Like literally, they epitomize what happiness is. Wow. You know, they have no cares of the world that we have, you know, in terms of paying bills and, you know, the nice shiny cars, et cetera. They live like, you know, how they say it takes a tribe. That's exactly how these people live. I've never seen them. They wake up in the morning, they all clean up. All of the women stay home, they cook for the day. The men, they go out, they work. They come back, they have meal together as a family, which we we, we don't do, do you know. Um, they have, a, it's, it's promptly 6 a.m. sunrise, 6.30 p.m. sunset. That's when everyone is in the house. They say their prayers throughout the day. You hear the horn blowing throughout the entire island. Everybody goes to his prayer, so you'll see the island is empty at like 7 o'clock. The island is completely empty. And that's everyone is saying prayer. And then after that, everyone goes home. They do their family time. The men hang out together. The women hang out together. And it's just one big, happy family. The children all play together. And the children are so well-mannered and polite. Like, for example, one day we tried to do some arts and crafts. And the kids said, nope, they had to go home. And they had to ask their parents. That's like old school United States, right? Like, mm -hmm. don't talk to strangers, you mm -hmm. know, don't let strangers approach you. And that's basically how they live on this island. There's pretty much no cars. Their major transportation is speedboats. Oh, wow. So if you can't swim and you're afraid of the water, <laughs> I would highly not suggest the Maldives. Well, I guess I'll be going for a little while. <laughs> yes. Um, literally, that is their only means of transportation on the island other than maybe some little motor, you know, the motorbikes or whatever. Yeah. And everyone has a motor scooter. You even see six-month-old babies on the motor scooter in between the, the mother and the father. It's, it's, it's so gorgeous. That's it's, pretty it's beautiful, yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, she's also planning a trip to Colombia, I believe, right? Correct. And mm -hmm. August, we'll be visiting uh, Cartagena and Bogota. Okay. So it's a seven-day, six-night retreat, and it's not in a resort. I'm sorry for those people who are lazy. This is an exploration retreat. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all about immersing in the culture and discovering our Afro-Colombian roots. So cool. on every retreat that I do, <clears throat> we try to explore those countries and islands that contributed to the African diaspora. Okay. So whether or not the slave trade got dropped there or those islands, for example, Haiti, uh, I pretty much changed my schedule. I want to go to Haiti next year. Haiti was the first black country. I don't know if anyone knows that. 
like mm-hmm. literally like <laughs> yeah. literally independent stood on their own their own money everything yeah. you know and it's so funny that we downgrade you know countries like that and because we are not aware of the history that they bring to us yeah. so and i mean haiti is i mean the statues the artwork you know that are still standing you know versus everyone's trying to go back to africa where they've pretty much abolished everything that we you know existed except for senegal just so everyone knows um akon is very vocal about that he loves senegal yeah i mean senegal is just amazing all of their statues are still standing i mean i've never seen anything like it in in our form you know and it's not chiseled down the noses you know they're very pronounced you can tell it was us you know you're talking about 100 foot monuments and statues in reverence of us same thing in haiti like who doesn't want to see that you know but back to colombia so i can't be a part of the trip if i want to stay at the four seasons bogata well you can stay you you can stay at that on your own accord oh but we the accommodations in colombia so how we do it especially like all these right the maldives has about 20 islands right we visited seven of those islands you know on the retreat so if you opt to stay at the four you we which is what we did we didn't stay at the four seasons but we stayed at their resort it was called the royal caribbean and it it housed their underwater uh restaurant which is three years old by the way just got built in 2016 so i was really excited to be one of the first to see that yeah so um we did that and so what we would do is we stay at an island for a day you know and then you hop you go to different islands you know i i when you explore you know the, some people that's why they call it a retreat versus because someone asked me the difference between retreat Virginia versus vacation, vacation. Yeah. yeah so vacation you're relaxing you're chilling you're just going with the flow retreats nine times have 10 have an agenda they have uh you know a planned out of um different tell them what your agenda was <laughs> So the, I'm going to tell you the agenda for Colombia since okay. Maldives is passed. But we are doing another trip to Maldives next year. So just, I'm coming. Yes. So mm-hmm. we're just getting it out there. The best time to go is the end of May, June. So that's what we'll be planning for. Reason why is because you get to see more of the stingrays, et cetera. Ooh. They come out, yeah, in like droves mm-hmm. during that time of the year. So that's why we want to go during that time. See? To like, see the good stuff. I'm already been talking to Tim about this. I don't think I told Josh yet, but I am getting my passport soon, so definitely gonna link up for yeah. some retreats. So I actually yeah. have I, like, my I need passport to, I need with to stop. me because uh, I'm so excited that I got stamped by Sri Lanka <laughs> like two days. No, two days after the bombings, though. What? Yeah. Wow. So it's like I got that date in my passport. I didn't That's tell pretty you that. incredible. We were there, yeah, we were there two days after the bombing. That's, That's pretty. Incredible. I think I was trying to like let that go because it was like really super traumatic to be honest um because when we got there like i said it was two days after the bombing so i have that on video um the their national guard was everywhere we literally got just i mean you could say strip search because i mean it was extremely uncomfortable one of those types of searches where the females Mm. are like patting you Every they were kind of friendly when I went to Germany, but they weren't like invasive. Yes, really. it was an invasive. Yeah, that's why I was like, I think I had gotten over that. I just wanted to forget about it because right. it was so embarrassing. Um, and literally, yeah. we went through that four times. 
and we were only there for the day. So just imagine going through that. You know, we got stopped twice. Well, I take that back. There was a checkpoint at every quarter mile, right? Uh, An armed guard checkpoint at every quarter of a mile. Mm -hmm. We were driving at night, so it was a little bit worse, you know, because they're like, what are these cars doing on the road, you know, in the middle of the night, right? So literally we got stopped, pulled out of the car twice, you know, um, our bags taken out of the cars, our bags checked, you know, the vehicle checked. They, you know, did the whole putting the micro, I mean, the, the, the mega glass underneath, you know, the, the, the magnetic, you know, underneath the car, checking for bombs. bombs yeah, mm-hmm. it was crazy. And then the second time we got pulled over, they made us go to the police station. So we had to get a pass to be on the road at that time of mm-hmm. night. So we were like, literally shitting bricks because they took our passports made us stand in one spot and we're like because we're all females you know african-american females so we're like they could just take our passports and not give them back you know what i mean and we're all stuck here (laughs) they could sell us into slavery like (laughs) so and it was so i mean we literally didn't want to move you know and because i was like you know i would film this Except for I'm afraid I might get shot. I know, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, like, <laughs> that's, that's a situation you don't want to pull your phone Because like, like, they would have like, been like, Boom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was, it was extremely intense. It, it, I mean, ex- I had never gone through anything like that and really don't want to ever go through anything like that again. We almost missed our flight because there were so many checks. Wow. So, but that's what you do when you want to get stamped in Sri Lanka. Yeah. <laughs> Just and a little you search. Get that stamp on that big, no big that's deal. What you do. That's what you do. You go What's through up, the search. Okay, because. Just with the three or four you've been. How many countries have you been to? I've only been to Canada so far, Toronto, but like in my life. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I lived in Jamaica for a year. Okay. In the grill. So pretty much been to everywhere in Jamaica, every small island, all of the little islands. It was amazing. I did. I call it a Lauren Hill. I did a Lauren Hill. <laughs> so I did. I disappeared literally. Um, <laughs> moved to Jamaica. Um, so I did that. Um, prior to that, I lived in Germany for some time as a baby because my dad was in the Navy. So okay. it's Navy brat. Me too. So yeah. So we lived in Germany. We lived in um, France. We lived in Canada. Um, so that was the Navy part. Um, as an adult, I did um, Jamaica. I've done Amsterdam, Mexico. Canada, uh, Germany, and no, 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 no. What am I missing? Bahamas, Bermuda, Dominican Republic, the Maldives. Yeah, <laughs> that's quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying let's to get, get that passport stamped myself. Too. What's up, Chad? Let's get these questions going. What you gotta ask, man? Come on, Joshua. I know you got a good question. This is the like, question she, man oh, right here. Well, she kind of did like her introduction. Um, Which was a great introduction, yeah. by the way. I have okay. one. Scene. Oh, you got one? I was oh. captivated. Thank oh, you. I guess um, with the whole, whole yoga thing, because we were talking about like we want to do like spirituality and kind of like, I guess what is spirituality and like religion and stuff to you? Because I know uh, like most recently I listened to one of my favorite podcasts, Dorm Tamer, uh, mm-hmm. 
they had someone that does. He like, means uh, his second favorite. His favorite is his own. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. One of my favorites. One of my favorites. Shastradamus comes through again with <laughs> with the save. Boom. There you but go. Uh, they kind of like had uh, a, one of their friends who's a, a yogi on, and they're they're talking about spirituality and mm-hmm. religion and stuff. Because one of the guys was like, "Yeah," he was like, "I believe in God stuff." He's like, "But I also practice yoga." So I guess. In terms of all that, what is that to you? So, okay, with yoga for me is it first it became a practice and it was completely separate from my spirituality, I have to be honest. When I first began yoga it was in 2001. For me, yoga was um to combat depression, anxiety, um severe anxiety. So, for 2001 again I'm from New Jersey so I lived through the 9-11 but prior to 9-11 my mom had passed away in June of that same year so for me I had my mom pass away in June and then 9-11 so that was only like three months apart and I literally saw like I was walking to the train station Mm -hmm. to take the train to World Trade Center while I was walking to the train station, I saw the plane hit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, I feel like that for me, I've had so many experiences of the universe telling me that you, I'm supposed to still be here. Like, I'm still supposed to serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. And that was one major one because I actually lost a lot of friends um, in 9-11, their parents, et cetera. And a couple of my teachers, because I was in college at the time, so who were literally on the train. And, you know, because I don't know if you guys heard, a lot of people got suffocated within the train system. Mm, Yeah. Um, So definitely it was God and the universe that saved me. Because I actually, the only reason that stopped me from being on that train is I stopped at the bank to get some money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely like. So, you know. Divine um, intervention. Yes. So for me, it was so traumatic I, that that was when I made the trek to Jamaica. So oh, yeah, because, she was like, I got to get out yes, of here. <laughs> yes, that's I exactly that. how I felt. I understand why you disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just like, it was just too much. Yeah. And um, I was just like, oh, my God, you know, and especially if you if you were living in that area at the time, especially in a metropolitan area and they call the state of emergency. It's nothing like walking down the streets of Newark, New Jersey, where it's always crowded and you see nothing. That is the most scary experience of my life. And I, another thing I never want to experience again. When you like, it's like being in New York and you see nothing. You know, I know you guys see that on the movie. Like they, they pay like almost a million dollars to have that set up to where no cars are moving. And because that's almost never happens. You know what I mean? Even at three o'clock in the morning, there's still crazy, lots yeah. of people moving. So then you see you, I'm literally, I can remember it like it was yesterday. I was walking to, the major um, building on my campus. And so I went to Rutgers in Newark. Okay. So it was, we were right in the city. So um, I'm walking and there was like no one around, like no one, but not a student, not a teacher, not a car, not nothing. Um, and it was, it was scary. So that's when I made the trek to Jamaica. Um, also within that, I had opened up my first business. So I am down in the Daytona Beach, Florida history books as the first black owned business on the beach side. Oh, so congratulations. That's at 24. So that's I also like that. my yeah. 
claim to fame. Mom, what so, is it? Entrepreneur. Yes. There you go, right there. So um, that's when I first started my first business. Um, in homage to again my mom passing and seeing all of these things happening and all of mm-hmm. these people who worked, you know, because if you think about it, all of these people were workers. You know what I mean? They did not own their own businesses. Nothing. Who died in nine eleven? Right. So. For that, for me, that's what really changed my frame of thinking because I said to myself, I no longer wanted to live to work for someone else. I wanted to live for my own peace and happiness, right? Mm -hmm. So moved to Jamaica, started that journey. When I came back from Jamaica, I have this business in Daytona. I still was depressed, still had severe anxiety. So I owned a business. What's something that you learned while you were out in Jamaica? The Authenticity that people will receive you because the biggest thing that was told to me when I was there was that you're not like the regular African-Americans, you know, from the United States. And for, and I live that way to this day. Like they told me because I got so much love. Like I hear so many people talk about going there and getting treated this way, that way. And I tell people all the time, the only way you could be treated that way is if you present yourself that way. Right. So when I got there, I actually had some money because I had a small inheritance from my mom. I never showed that, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what they appreciated, that I valued their culture. I did not try to immerse my, you know, or um, put my culture onto theirs or put the American culture onto theirs. I and, and I it was a reverse. I wanted to learn about who they were, you know, I mean, to the point where. I would get like milk, you know, dropped on my doorstep. They wouldn't knock or anything. They would just leave it there. You know, milk, ackee, vegetables, because ackee is one of their vegetables mm-hmm. or fruits, you know, um, on the doorstep. Things that we never do for each other here in the United States. You know, so that is the biggest thing that I took away. So when I came back to the United States, I was depressed. Every time I take a trip, by the way, every time I take a trip internationally, I come back depressed. Not because, oh, I was free and living on vacation. No, because of the state of the United States compared to the rest of the How world. How our people relate to each other. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a black woman with locks in the Maldives, I was treated like a queen. Like, literally. You know, like, bow down to me. And and the my my girlfriends were making... get them there. My girlfriends were making fun of me because we were getting through all the checkpoints because of my name, Fatima Shani. That is like renowned hands down to them. Okay. That name means so much to them here in the United States. I am what? Just another black woman. Correct. And the name Fatima makes me more ignorant, not more blessed. Ooh. to the majority right or wrong it's which is why i tell people right. all the time mm-hmm. that's my birth name i did not give myself this name <laughs> fatima shani is my birth name it is my birthright it is on my birth certificate you don't know how much power it has until you go to where the people value correct and treat it with respect yeah. right that's a real thing and it really is so the minute i step back foot in the united states i'm immediately depressed because of how black women are treated here you know mm-hmm. How people with locks are treated here, you know, how my name is treated here, you know. So that's the biggest thing that I took away is culture um, from Jamaica and being proud of 
your culture and who right. you are, whatever that culture is, you know. So when I came back here, like I said, I was depressed. And so I, I don't even know where the yoga thing, to be honest, to this day, people always ask me, how'd you find yoga? I have no clue. <laughs> I, I really don't. I signed up for a gym membership in Daytona. Yes, I'm shouting out Daytona Beach. Um, but I found the class. You know, I, I, I was the only black person. This is 2001. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In Daytona Beach. Yeah. I don't know if anybody in Daytona Beach is highly, highly segregated. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. um, so 2001 in Daytona Beach, it was, you know. But again, mm -hmm. I had a little bit of money. So I was set apart from, you know, the typical African-American there, right? Yeah. And so um, got a gym membership. It wasn't one of the big time ones, you know, it wasn't any of those. It was just a small gym. They had a power yoga class. I was like, hmm, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I'll try it out. Yeah. The only black person in the class. I got hooked. I was there like three times a week religiously because power yoga, which is what I still do to this day, is still my favorite yoga to this day. <clears throat> the reason why is because especially for African-Americans, we tend to lose focus really quickly, right? Mm. You know, and the mm. ADD is real. So power yoga constantly keeps you moving. You don't take breaks unless you literally are exhausted and be like, oh, I gotta take a break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so you don't take breaks. The beats are always up to beat. You're moving, you're moving, you're moving. And you're getting a core workout in power yoga. So it's true. So you're getting that flexibility, you're getting that rotation and movement, you're getting that focus, but you're also getting a workout, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so that's why I fell in love with it. You know, in the beginning, especially for a beginner, you know, that you tend to think of yoga as all, oh, um, you know, right. So it was total opposite. So I was blown away. Because it was none of the, oh, none of the, you know, let's sit in peace for 20 minutes. Yes, that's how none I of that. it was. First. Yeah, it was none of that. So I was like, whoa, I can do this. Yeah. You know? So that's why I said in the beginning it was separate from spirituality. Because for me, it was just getting my mind off of what was going on around me. You know, and that fast pace, that nonstop, that's like hip hop for us, right? Mm -hmm. That beat just keeps us moving. So it takes us, our mind off of the heavy stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what yoga was for me initially. I moved back to New Jersey um, from Florida to get my degree. Because I, I had left college after 9-11. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I had left, like, literally. Understandably. <laughs> yeah, just dropped off the face of, literally, you know, withdrew from classes. And I, so I got a letter in the mail from Rucker saying, okay, um, if you don't come back, you're forfeit. You know, mm -hmm. you got to start school all over again, right? Because it had been a year now. Right. So it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Do I go back? Because at this back. point, I had grown so much. I did not need the degree. You know, we just already talked about me traveling. I already had my own business. Mm -hmm. So I, it wasn't a necessity to get the degree, right? Mm -hmm. It became a personal goal at this point. You know, that whole, you start something, you don't, you know what I mean? You got to finish it, right? Yeah. So when I went back, though, because my original major was English literature, right? Mm -hmm. And then when I went back, I totally switched it and majored in performing arts. Mm -hmm. My love. Tell them what you did with that. 
So with performing art, the, my performing arts degree, I actually went on a letter writing campaign. You know, because in when you when you learn marketing, right, the, the 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 biggest thing you learn about marketing is people love to hear about themselves, yeah. right? Right. So I went on this letter writing campaign. I reached out to actually all the African Americans I knew that were big in marketing in New York on Broadway because that's where I wanted to be. Right. So I got a response. Shout out to Donna Walker Kuhn. Love you. But um, my first mentor, she is now the vice president of the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. At the time, she had her own business and she actually implemented what is known as what we all know now as audience development. She was the pioneer of audience development. Still is. Um, So she created the term and um, she implemented all of these programs throughout the performing arts arena, throughout Lincoln Center, um, the the theater, I mean the um, Museum for Art and History in New York, um, and literally went around, has gone around the entire world, Australia, you name it, the UK, you name it, she's been there speaking about audience development. What is audience development? Bringing the culture to bringing the audience to the programming, creating programming for an audience of culture, inviting culture into the audience. That's what audience development is. So it's basically kind of what I did for yoga, right? Created a new audience for something that was already programmed into us, right? So with, the, with that, I went on to work for her. She had clients. Her clients included Alvin Ailey, Dance Theater of Harlem, Lincoln Center, Oprah, because we worked on the original Color Purple on Broadway. Nice. I worked on that firm, so that's why you said I have a colorful suit. That that is where I came from. So in that world, obviously, you have vegans, you had the vegetarians, right? So it was Donna. I was a vegetarian at the time. Donna tried to convince me to be a vegan. I did not want to be a vegan. I love my cheese too much. So... <laughs> But it was her who engrossed me into this world. I can tell you people to this day that I met before they were big, you know, and I see them now and I'm like, oh, wow, I met him when he wasn't nothing. You know, like the African chef that everyone likes. Um, I forgot his name, but I have his autograph. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to invite you back out for you to tell us. I was like, I know who it is. Like the name escapes me, too. But I'm like, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He has a TV show and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So met him and he when he just had a book. So I, I say I'd say I'm sorry to be long winded, but um yeah. back to the spirituality. Um so it was all of these things and then we started working with the Center for Caribbean and Cultural Development. I just I'm gonna cut you off real fast because I want to I want to say is that the biggest thing about spirituality is not something mystical. It's about being you and furthering the things that you came here to do with your life. Correct. So and for me, it was more culture, um, learning, because it was a learning path for me. So first I learned about the culture, right? Mm-hmm. The Caribbean, you know, um, so the Caribbean Cultural Center in Manhattan was really mm-hmm. big on getting all of the cultures and showing, like I met the vice president of Venezuela, which was a black woman at the time. 
you know, which who had locks. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Venezuelan people had locks, you know, just things like that, that opened my eyes up and said and made me feel free because Donna practiced Buddhism. Okay. So I started going to the Buddhist center with her. Right. And I started doing the Buddhist chants and the meditation. So that is when my spirituality met yoga. Okay. Right. They, they like I said, they, they were completely separate. Right. So, and, but she, and she didn't practice yoga, but she practiced Buddhism. Buddhism yeah. So I started reading up on the Buddhist theories and how that correlated. And then how, that's when yoga like I said, and spirituality clicked for me because it was performing asanas and poses that actually bring about divinity, right? That actually open up, that can open up your spirituality through these yoga poses, right? So Buddhism wasn't for me, right? But when I started studying the African diaspora, because you know, when you market, you got to study, read up on this, the shit right. that you're marketing, right? Yeah, so I had to read. Yes, yeah, so I had to read mm-hmm. up on all of this stuff that I had no, not that I had no clue of. I grew up around it because I grew up in Hoboken, you know, Boricua. But <laughs> you know, so I grew up around. It, I just never got what it meant, right? Yeah. You know, so all of these things piece the puzzle together for me personally, and this is back. We're now. This is not wasn't too far down the road. We're now in 2003, 2004, where everything came together for me spiritually. And so when I discovered when I saw the African diaspora, that's when I found the African diaspora religion, Mm -hmm. which is the Yoruba. Right. And then Yoruba. Spiraled down. Right. The domino effect. That, which leads me to the countries that have that slavery descent, right? The African Caribbean culture. So now that leads me to Colombia and Cuba and, you know, Venezuela and, you know, where all the slave trade or the Yoruba religion got dropped down. So now you have the Spanish speaking Yoruba religion, which is the Santeria, you know, and then you have the Haitian part of it, which is the Orishas, right? And then then, then then they come to the United States. Where do they land? Louisiana. Hoodoo. Voodoo. That's where all... Oh, <laughs> I forgot I'm not on you the mic. You so engrossed in the conversation. I was so engrossed in the conversation. I forgot. I was, I was like, like, why does this voice sound so... Uh, let me get this mic out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I... So that, that's why I said, it, when that domino effect, my I mean, my brain just exploded with... It draws you exciting. in. Exciting, yeah. yeah. It draws and you So in. that's what... It, I was like, that's it for me. That's it. So do I practice the Yoruba? No. Do I practice Orisha? No. I have right now my Orisha break bracelets on. One of the Orishas is Oshun. She celebrates the sun and the earth. Do I celebrate that? No. I celebrate spirituality. Because what all of those mean, even religion, when they all are combined together, it represents your soul, your spirit, who you are. So to answer the question in a 360 way, that is what spirituality is to me. Right. And what resonates with your soul? What yeah. is your and spirit? And what is you along in your Correct. life? Correct. Yeah. So whatever that is, you know, that is who you are. That is your spirituality. So when people say they practice spirituality, I always ask them what kind. Because there's so many forms of spirituality. It is who you are. Yeah. Right. 
That's beautiful. But, yeah, right. that was great. Uh, because we're kind of, we've kind of been running kind of long. Uh, can we get you to like? Say all your social media and oh. classes or so, whatever. Sure, phoenixorganics.com. Phoenix is spelled the original way. What's the original way? The original no Egyptian o. way. No O. P H E N I X organics.com. Social media, Phoenix O Yoga. Phoenix O Yoga on IG and Facebook. Okay. Uh, any, any classes I, or any other? I know you well, got this trip. month, yeah. So for the month of June, we have CBD and yoga. So we're all about plugs. So keep plugging. Thank mm-hmm. you. So you have CBD oil, what the benefits are in CBD oil mm. and yoga. So um, what that is, you'll be taking a few drops of some CBD oil before the yoga class begins, and you'll see what the benefits are from that, and then we'll explain that. It's amazing. So that's June, and June also we have crystal healing. Um, it's a part of a chakra series, so uh, teaching people, especially our community, about the chakras. So this is chakra 103, I'll which is healing the crystals. Yes. You guys should come, too. So that's June 16th. I will come. Is that an invitation? The invitation? Yes. Yes. Ah. It's always I will be there. Yes. And it's at the Pan-African Connection. And that is, I think the address, I want to say it's um, It's 4466 Marsalis Avenue in Dallas. Is it Marsalis? Yep. You said Ann Arbor, but I was going to correct you later. Me, too. Ann Arbor. No, it's right there. Ann Arbor and Marsalis. Ann Arbor and Marsalis. Yep. Yep. So that's where that is. I know Oak Cliff. Don't do me. <laughs> Not as well as your boy. In July, <laughs> what do we have going on in July? Nothing going on too big in July. We just have some events going on. But in August, once again, that plug, Columbia, money is due by 6.30, June mm-hmm. 30th, so that we can get all the monies in. People like their money's paid 30 days before the event. Yep. So um, money is due. That Columbia trip, all-inclusive, $1,200. It's not that she bad either to go to Columbia. That's all inclusive. That means meals. That means all the trips. That means all of our little tours. Your whale watching tour, the snorkeling. All Bree over there, like, stuff. yeah, okay, I might need to go ahead and go. And, and you're, you're thinking you're not in one city. You're going to be in two separate cities. So. Mm-hmm. I wish I could get my passport expedited now. So you I could. could. I, that's what I had to do for Maldives. Ooh. I got it in three weeks. In three weeks. I got yeah. you. As soon as after the show, I can tell you how to get it in three days. Yep. Okay. Oh, that was another thing. Yeah, I was talking. Yeah, to I was like, no, yeah, I was talking to them in passport office. See, and they yeah. just came out with that. Yeah. yeah. I'm showing up about to see now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got you. I got you. All right. So what are we doing, Smokes? We're gonna go on to the next song. All right. What's that? Uh. Actually, for shout out to uh, Ashley on air. She's the program director for one of the stations down in Houston. I forgot the name of the station is, but shout out to her because she's how I got the song. She do like a little live on IG all the time with she playing like music from up and coming artists. So I was tuning to her live. How you not know the station? <laughs> <laughs> because I get her, I get her mixed up with the station that she works for and the station that Lowe's works for because they both in Houston. Okay. So I get the two mixed up. But uh, shout out to Lowe. Uh, and shout out to Lowe's station there. Yeah. Since you're just going to confuse Shout out to Lowe's station in Houston. You're out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they both work for radio stations in Houston. <laughs> but uh, – <laughs> On Ashley's IG, she played a, a song from an artist called Dallas P. He's here from uh, Dallas, and she played his song, and it features Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Who? Okay. Mike Jones. All right. I thought he went to jail for human trafficking. Hey, hey. I, I don't know. You're talking about I my, jer- I my people. 
I'm, and speaking of which, hey, there hey, is hey, a serious hey. topic in Dallas County. So check on your beautiful black women. For sure. Please. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and cut to the song. Yeah. <laughs> you know I could preach about some topics, so I'm just going right, to be quiet. Yeah, because like, we already running late. So uh, Dallas P featuring Mike Jones, Money Train. This way, the mama be throwing, she throwing that thing. She busting it down and looking my way. Break her heart, deal it right. Put me on song just to get some play. Throw in the air just to watch it rain. She wanna ride this money train. She wanna ride this money train. I'm with who? Mike Jones. Rollin' with who? Mike Jones. Down speed who? Mike Jones. I'm with who? Mike Jones. She throwing, she throwing that thing. She wanna ride this money train. She wanna ride this money train, but she gotta be down. She gotta come round. She gotta love it. She gotta hug it. Suck it, fuck it, stick to the subject I'm out in Dallas with P Pull up, he rolling with me I got the game to fuck up a brain If I was you, I would not leave it with me Cause I am a pimp, walk with a limp Drip, drip, drip I hit Dallas P and he gon' pull up with the dips Money I get, the money I flip I got some to say, forgot about it Money I get, the money I flip I got some to say, forgot about it You better come get her, she all on my dick I swear I said you better come get her, she all on my dick I swear Oh God High school drop, I still do what I wanna High six figures and ain't got no diploma Mike Jones, Mike Jones, Mike Jones, Mike Jones I say that name and watch how fast she come home She coming home Mike Jones, Mike Jones, Mike Jones, Mike Jones I say that name and watch how fast she come home Mojo, watch your move, watch your body sway Lil' mama be throwing, she throwing that thing She busting it down and looking my way Break her heart, feel it right Put me on song just to get some play we throw in the air just to watch it rain. She wanna ride this money train. She wanna ride this money train. Throwing, she throwing, she throwing that ass. She throwing, she throwing, she throwing it back. You throwing, you throwing, you throwing the cash. Racks on racks on racks on racks. Sweeping up, sweeping up, sweeping us back. Making it rain and making it back. She bringing the bag, she bringing the sack. Y'all making it rain, she bringing my bag. Climb the pole, make it drop. She be making pussy pop. Bitch, faded, bob a shop. She shaking the thing, don't you stop. Wrecking it, wrecking the guap. Climbing the pole to the top, make it, make it rain. Yeah, she wanna ride this money train. I'm with who? Mike Jones. Rolling with who? Mike Jones. That's with who? Mike Jones. I'm with who? Mike Jones. All right, we back. Um, we just listened to that song, which is pretty much a toe tapper. <laughs> a toe tapper. <laughs> a toe tapper and knee slapper. It was a knee slapping good time. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> oh, G Willikers. Oh, my goodness. Goodness gracious, G Willikers. <laughs> so, all right, so we got to, um, we're not necessarily paying the bills, but we but we would like you guys to support something, a.k.a. us, if you don't mind, by following these social networks. Just Go promote. Ahead, tell us. Tell us, uh, um, well. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you it. want me to do it? Go ahead. Oh, man. Uh, follow us on Oak. Ah, Uncle Urban Podcast on Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, like the Facebook page. Yep. Uncle Urban Pod on Twitter. Yep. Uh, and the email. The email is UncleUrbanPodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Clutch in the fourth quarter. And you know what? I don't check any of this crap, and I'm like, I know this off the top. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me on No Shoe Plug. You can follow Smiles, JW Smiles, I think, on everything. Yep. Um, Yogi 
D Stone are on social, correct? That's correct. I think I don't even know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Stoner. It's got me, got me spitting these freestyle bars right now. So I'm like, WD Stoner, trying to get everything going. Um, UncleUrban.com will actually have content on it soon. I'm just trying to fix it, make it look all nice and neat for the see. I have like people exactly five posts on my Instagram. <laughs> that is good. Five posts from you. That's good. <laughs> Let me that see how many followers plus. I got on there. When's the last one? May 18th. <laughs> okay, at least on this year. Yeah. Get some credit for that. Like those uh, fire emojis, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to all 210 <laughs> of his followers. Okay, I how got many? 210 followers. Two, 210 oh, yeah, followers. because the one before that was 2018, <laughs> July. <laughs> that's so, yeah, good. So he got, he, got, he, got, he got one in 2019. <laughs> the man of mystery, that's good. He's kind of letting you in. Giving you a sneak peek. That's pretty good. So, yeah. Um, that Yeah. I think I went through all the social media. Yep. Right? I think that was everything. Um, so, hope you enjoyed this one because we enjoyed doing it. And do you guys have anything else to say? No. Just thank you to Fatima for coming through. and Thank you. Wood. Thank you so much. hundred thank yous. Do have one last thing to say is just be yourself. Love yourself. Because once you're able to love yourself, you're automatically able to love other people. Look at that. All Don't right. be like Mike. Be like Shad. I love all y'all. Love you to life. We out. Chill. Peace. <laughs>